I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Welcome to another magnificent episode of Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit down in front of microphones and try, sometimes desperately, to figure out where their fandoms intersect. I'm Hayley McKinnon. Magnificent. I'm Jordan Ferguson. And this is episode 105. 105. If you think you might enjoy listening to the rest of our 100 and whatever episodes... Why wouldn't you? You can do so by going to soundcloud.com forward slash, forward slash geekdownpod. Yeah. While you are there, if you hit subscribe, you will automatically get a notification that a brand new episode has arrived. Brand new. If the thought of coming back to SoundCloud makes you sick. Oh. Like violently ill. I'm disgusted just thinking about it. Like, oh, you just like, you get the shivers. Like. If the thought disgusts you, like what Jordan just said, um, then you don't have to go back to SoundCloud. Nope. There is a button. It is like a famous logo. It'd be like, hey, I know that. I see it everywhere. All the douches have those products. <laughs> um, you will go to that button, and it'll take you to Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And while you're there, if you hit subscribe at Apple Podcast, you don't have to do anything. Anything else. I mean, you could, perhaps, as a way of thanking us for making it so easy for you to get new episodes, tap a four or five star yeah. while you're there. I'm not going to say you have to like write a complete sentence. But if and, like you, leave an actual review. If you did, that would be awesome. That would be great too. We would appreciate it. Um, and you know who else would be thankful? Oh, I think I know. But let the people know. It's Sir Chauncey Frostelicus the Third. Mm. People, elf of the people, <laughs> the people's elf. Yep. Fear of the fair folk. Uh, champion of the destitute and forgotten. Project management certified OBGYN <laughs> specialist. Doctor. Personal trainer. Notary public. <laughs> he loves the geek down. He does love the geek down. And he loves when people love the geek down. And he wants to spread that love. By gently forcing episodes into your ear holes. If you would like to talk to us about all the times we get off color, you can do so. Mm. We have lots of ways. She didn't even plan that. You have lots of ways. That wasn't on the paper. It wasn't on the paper. <laughs> off the dome, friends. Lots of ways that you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, Twitter at GeekDownPod. Yes. Insta at GeekDownPod. Yes. Gmail, GeekDownPod at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. And finally, if you're like, this is amazing. I would love them to do more things. More things. I, I'd like them to be in my life more. Yeah. If you would feel like you would like to give up some of your hard-earned money to, to have more of us, to have us spread like a venereal disease in the 1700s, um, then you can go to Patreon. Listen, we have not talked recently about the, about the dangers of uh, Currency Majora. <laughs> Or you just suffer from too much money. But if you do. But if you do, if you just, you, you are, you are both disgusted that you have to go to SoundCloud and also in pain because you have too much money. It's just, you got to tighten your belt up because it's, your pants are sagging from all that money you have all the time and it's digging into your sides. It's providing stress and trauma on your internal organs. Like they're, the ailments associated with currency majora are plentiful and dangerous. Agreed. And we care about you listeners. We do. 
So much. <laughs> so much that we are willing to take on. Who's going to carry that weight? Jordan Kate. If Let you, Jordan Kate carry that weight. Like Jordan Kate carry that weight. Mm. I think we should change the like the Patreon background. That's, that's... <laughs> so, so that's a keep it comf for a year. Yeah. Uh, so you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. If you go there, you will see all kinds of different things. You'll also see the different levels that you can contribute. All to get. that information. Yeah. It's all there. Go on there down. For you. Take a look. Lots we'll, of different levels. We'll update something eventually. But we have we are getting set after this episode to record a bonus episode. Yes, patrons will have a bonus episode coming this week. Um, friends, I know you're wondering about the mixer. <laughs> Jordan Cater also wondering about the mixer. We are also as established also a couple of weeks ago. Jordan went to the store to get the mixer, yep. cash in hand, <laughs> ready to do it. Kate, yep. Have you ever been to a music store? Um. Only uh, way back when in junior high. So, like, those dudes you see who are, like, working sound at bars or, like, always kind of, like, doing open mic nights and shit or, yeah. like, or like are the entertainment. They're doing, like, you know, tragically hip covers with an acoustic right. in a right. bar somewhere. Yeah. They don't make enough, especially in this city, to support themselves. Of course. And they're not always the most traditional fellows right they need they need other gainful employment yes they tend to find it at music stores <laughs> understandably so when you go to a music store and you're like hey i'm looking for this mixer blah 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 oh uh, yeah man that's uh i think we have one of those it's like yeah it's like 200 200 dollars like bro no i looked on the website there's one for 154 oh uh, Oh yeah, yeah. That one doesn't have FX though. I'm like, I don't, I don't need FX. Give me that one. Oh, we don't have it. Do you want me to like transfer it in for you from another store? Yeah, sure. That that would be great. Did you want to like put some money down on it? And maybe this was my mistake. Maybe he gave me the opportunity, suggesting that if I had put money down on it, this would have sped this process along. Right. Jordan said, "No, no. I'm just wait." Because Jordan is the sort where, like, you are not getting my money <laughs> until, <laughs> until I have I the thing I want. Have the thing, yes. Sidebar: This is why the the mystery of Jordan's uh, imported records from Japan, yeah, is uh, so maddening to him because they already got my money. They're on a boat, I'm sure, um, with someone named uh, I don't know. It's a good Pepe. Pepe, listening. He's listening to your records. <laughs> He's in a hammock. Yeah, in, in the in the belly of a freighter. He's enjoying Just your en selection. Enjoying all that Monaco Yoshida. Put him yeah. back, Pepe. <laughs> anyway, he's actually crossed the Atlantic several times. <laughs> he's been back and forth so many times listening to my records. Get them here, Canada Post. I'm not blaming it on Pepe. I'm blaming it on you. Where Unless the they went along the Pacific. Where are my records? Um, and also who ships shit in a boat anymore? Yeah, I know. The plane. Um, maybe the pilot is really enjoying them. <laughs> maybe. So Steve's music called this week. Yes. Yes. Hung up before I could even like suss out that this was not a, you know, telemarketer or bullshit mm -hmm. call from, you know, Mexico or something. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. That's a Toronto number. Uh, oh shit. It could be the mixer. I'll pick it up. Boom. Already hung up. So I figured, oh, well, they'll leave a message. Nope. No message. No message. They're, like you said, they're non-traditional. They don't leave messages. 
Uh, yeah, man, I called him. He wasn't home. So am I supposed to go back to Steve's now? Just, and... Why don't you just call him? <laughs> <laughs> I can call them if you like. Hey, you call them. I'll call them. <laughs> you want me to talk to a person on the yeah, telephone? On the te- well, it would save you going all the way back there. Yeah, but there are record stores down there. I can flip through and it gives me an excuse oh to go gosh. down. <laughs> talking to people. Call people. Gross. Leave messages. <laughs> you should work at the music store. <laughs> I called. He'll reverse look up the number. He'll know it's us. And he'll come and get it, man. It's fine. You, you can come see me at Smiling Buddha this week? I don't know what that is. Um, I'm going on at 1.30 a.m. at Smiling Buddha. Is that the prime time? <laughs> no, it's not. That's the thing. When <laughs> I know. As someone who played in a band for many years, you think the headlining spot yeah. is like the sweet spot. You're going to go on last. Yeah, motherfuckers are out of there at like oh, 1230. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to go on last. So you get on at like one and everybody's tired and miserable or they've left already. And it's like, sweet. Yeah. Um, 11 midnight. <laughs> the Fabulous Ictus Band, which was the name of my band, not the full thing. It's just what we call, started calling ourselves internally. Right. Um, we were all about like 11 o'clock. You're like, sweet spot. Nobody's tired. Most people just got there. 11 o'clock. Bam. Hit them hard. And then we got time to hang out afterwards. Yeah. And we're done. But also, we weren't like, oh, man, sweet. <laughs> that was not, we were very... I'll, I'll regale people with more stories of my life, of my 10 years in an indie, in an indie band. 10 years? Wow. Yeah. I haven't done anything for 10 years. Man. That was... Had some good times, and I haven't even been a grown up for ten years. The independent music scene is bizarre. Anyway, hey Kate, hey, good to see you. Hi Jordan. You know, you know what's better than uh, guys who work at music stores? What? Not doing Skype episodes. Oh yeah, no, I agree, totally agree. Thanks to everyone who listened to the Skype episodes last week. All like six of you. I know. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I listened to part of it, and I couldn't do it. Oh God, you try editing it. <laughs> It's so bad. Try eliminating all the Skype hiccups and the robot voice. And the, um, I, I left it. I <laughs> left in the one in yes. the beginning. Did you hear that one? Yeah. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Like, I'm not cleaning that up. And it then, sounds amazing. And then at the end, the. the mm. Mm. So you can hear it now. Yeah. You heard what I hear. Yeah. Which is just like there's some weird, weird like gremlin in the phone line. <laughs> so basically when Kate calls, there's always this thing where she can't hear it. She has no idea it's happening. But I hear on my end is. <laughs> and she'll be talking. And I'll be like, I'll be like, honey, honey, sweet. Honey, you got you to say it again. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Why? Like, I didn't even move. She's getting all irritated and thinking I'm making it up. <laughs> I don't think you're making it, but I can't hear you it. Were, so. You were getting a little tight. No, I wasn't. I was in pain. I was on lots of drugs. Okay? But she's feeling much better today. I am feeling much better. So here she is, back. Look, I'm here. You can hear me. I sound normal. No, mm. not blah, 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 blah. This mixer better not mess with the, the sweet, janky fidelity we already have going on. It'll be more... Fidel. Fidelis. Delicious. Fidelicious. Fidelicious. Oh my God. (laughs) God. Oh man. And he's so glad I'm here (laughs) in person. (laughs) I really am. She brought me a gigantic coffee. So look forward to me to just get like. (laughs) (laughs) 
by the end of well, the episode. Like I said, we've got the bonus episode to record after this. Yes. Um, so we better get into it. And friends, I'm going to tell you right now, you're probably listening to this episode late. And you're probably mad. You're probably yelling at me on Twitter. But y'all, I got things to do this week. Did you know, those of you who are new, who probably don't know, Jordan is a writer. Sometimes. And I'm, and I'm sometimes being a writer this week. And it involves deadlines and and pitching things. And it's not just me. Like, I might be like, eh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, <laughs> but there's someone else involved in this. I'm, yeah. I'm co-pitching something with a colleague. So I don't want to let her down. So it doesn't mean I started it any earlier. No. Basically means. Because <laughs> Jordan is a writer. And yeah, Jordan just needs to get turbo boost at the end. Like. <laughs> Which is called panic for most people. Listen, Jordan calls it a turbo boost. Listen, uh, I saw something on Tumblr once, or no, why would I be on Tumblr? No, it was a Tumblr post that was on Twitter uh, that described something called executive dysfunction. Which he loves throwing around <laughs> Did we now? talk about this before? And it was definitely one of those things where I was like, oh, what the fuck are we labeling now? What have you fucking millennials come up with a phrase for some sort of excuse for your bullshit behavior that now like, oh, it's all cognitive and it's not my fault fucking deal with it and then i read it and went like oh it's my life <laughs> you've come up with a cognitive description for my life <laughs> which is basically not just procrastinating it's easily it's easy to put it as like you know it's just procrastination yeah but it like it's basically an inability to start yeah even like fun things like the example in this uh tumblr post was like for everyone who thinks executive dysfunction is only centers around um you know, school or work or things like that. Yeah. You need to realize I went to charge my phone at 20% yeah. and now it's at 2% and I'm still sitting here writing this post instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like eating or, you know, watching things, you know, I, I'm sure the fact that I can't watch a movie at this point <laughs> might have something to do with it. All of the like fun, <laughs> all the fun humorous things I talk about, like, you know, two hours watching a movie. Uh, that, I feel like it's not unrelated to that. Yeah. And the it's just it's more paralysis than like eh, I don't want to start it. It's not like a panic, it's like paralysis. It's like yeah. frozen. Oh yeah, no. I used to get that um going to see movies. I would be so angry I was there. Because <laughs> you should be doing something else. No, just like I was like, Why I'm not even gonna like it. I don't even know why I'm here. And then I'd be like, Oh yeah, it was so good. But I just was so angry I was there. Um so yeah, no, I get it. We're both weirdos. Such weirdos. Such weirdos. So as such, yeah, this episode, you're probably hearing it late. And also, I don't have a lot of like fun stuff to talk about because I didn't do anything. I have some fun stuff. Hit me. Um, what have you been doing with your life? It, friend of the show, uh, Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline. It was her birthday. Happy birthday, Jacqueline. Thank you for being born, Jacqueline, because we went to go to the laser tag. Pew, 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 pew. Um, Which was tons of fun. And Jacqueline and I also hung out this week and watched... We had a girly movie night, mm-hmm. which we just watched one girly movie that I hadn't seen before. Which was what? Uh, it was My Life in Ruins. I don't even know what that is. Um, it's a girly movie. Okay. It is about a woman who is a tour guide in Greece, and she hates it. And then um, everyone's telling her to try and get her kefi back, which is like, in Greek, it's like your fire. Mm. It's your, re- your raison d'etre in French. Mm. You apparently don't have a... a- oh, oh, Stella, Groove. There we go. It's a shoot. <laughs> they want her to get her groove back. Still, I got her kefi back. Yeah. Um, and through a series of events and the tour group she brings through, she managed to get her kefi back. Is and, it a man? Uh, Is her kefi a man? P- 
part of it is a man, but also part of it, it's getting laid. Um, uh, <laughs> it's also uh, figuring out what the tour means to these different people and interacting with them all and learning to just like relax and have a good time. Well, all right. And also a man. <laughs> um, because it's a girly movie. Get you a man. Um, yeah. So that was fun. And how'd you do a laser tag? Terribly. <laughs> I don't think any of the guns or equipment, they're like from the nineties, right? Like they haven't done any maintenance on these things. I don't think any of them work. Do you know, time, time for washed memories with old, with old man Ferguson. <laughs> do you know, like when I was a kid, you know, like laser technology was like the thing we all wanted the most. There was actually like a home laser tag, like yeah. S- s- dueling set. And that was like the hottest fucking toy in the do world. Do you remember when they had laser shows at the beginning of like IMAX movies? No. Oh man. What? They used to, they have, would have this laser show and then they stopped doing them. And I was like, maybe it was just me, Caitlin, old lady, Caitlin shaking her <laughs> fist at the screen. But I was like, where the hell is my laser show? I was so upset. We do not have the budget. Piracy has killed the, uh, I know movie piracy has killed the laser, the laser show budget. Yeah. Um, but not just like between two people. Uh, do you remember captain power? No. Captain power was a show that apparently the toy, like the plane or whatever he flew, yeah. had like a handle, Mm-hmm. coming out of the bottom of it with a trigger. <gasps> and the idea was like whatever videotape came with it or something like could shoot your, <laughs> you'd basically be shooting at the TV with the gun and right. the gun like shot. I have no idea how it worked. It sounded fascinating when I was like eight and I asked for it like every fucking Christmas and birthday for like two years, never got it. So to this day, I'm still like kind of salty about it. Yeah. No, we I really all need have... to Google the technology <laughs> behind that. We have all things that we are. Salty you got about. your speed sparkles. What, what else did you need? Um, I asked for a telescope for every birthday and Christmas from like the age of like six to now. Like I still ask for a telescope. Has anyone bought me a telescope? No. They don't care if I can look at the stars or not. They don't care. Telescope. I was just I just rewatched the episode of The Office where they're having the garage sale in the warehouse and Dwight tries to like one red paperclip his way. Right. To like the best thing on sale there and he gets a telescope and then Jim trades him for <laughs> magic beans. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun at laser tag. I did. I had a great time at laser tag. <laughs> Again, happy birthday, Jacqueline. So yeah, is there anything? Nothing. I guess we move on to news then. Yeah. Trying to keep it a little lighter and tighter this week, friends. A little bit. A little sprawling recently. And plus, we got to do another episode and we already had our like half hour hangout when she yeah. got here watching... Poppy Deppy Peak and me showing her all the things I've found on YouTube. <laughs> I'm really like a dog bringing its like, or a cat bringing its roadkill for Caitlin to yeah. look at. I'm like, Kate, look at all the cool things I found on the internet this week. And I make her watch them all. Um, I told them uh, when I come in, I time like how long it is until he shows me another album he wants to buy but can't afford. Um, so it was, it was 15 minutes this oh, time. Oh, I can afford it. How dare you? <laughs> told you it was only $5. Um, but I'm just, I know. Got an email from Discogs. It's like, would you like to rate your recent order? Yeah, I'll rate it when I get it, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> talk to me about rating my order. Anyway, we do have news. We do. There are some things you said you had a you had something worth mentioning. I have one thing. All right, what and it is, is it? Like the best thing. The best thing. The best thing, which is Jordan. Yes, yes, Caitlin. The Expanse season three. Like a date. Yeah. Oh my God. April 
11th. April 11th. Um, it's on Sci-Fi. Um, there's kind of a trailer, but not really. But April 11th, expand season three. Kara, stop. Take a break from tweeting Tom Hiddleston gifs. <laughs> Get on that expand season three. I'm sure we don't need to tell Kara. I'm sure Kara's already on it. But. Probably. But you never know. You came out of nowhere. I'm waiting for it. There have been these ads that have been like, The Expanse, season three. And I'm like, okay, give me a date. Yeah, we just kind of had like a vague, like, they're in production. So yeah. it's cool that the it's only, just like, The blam. only problem with this, Jordan, hmm. is that now I have to watch it week to week, where before I was just shoving it into my face as fast as possible. Shoveling that fucking content, just like two fistfuls, mawing it. Second problem mm-hmm. of all the faces they showed in the trailer did not see Amos, so there is a problem. I forget who Amos is. He's the cool guy who can like fuck you up. Who's a psychopath? Could stab your face. Did I even meet that guy? I don't know. Yep. How far did you get, Jordan? <laughs> oh, like episode four. What? I'm gonna get back to it. Just you know what it is? It's the ease of I don't have it like super accessible. Like, I got to get a boat and go sailing to watch The Expanse. I can bring it to you. All right. You do that. I'll bring you The Expanse. Do that. Whereas other things that we'll talk about in updates is just like, speaking of shoveling it into your face, I don't even have to (laughs) shovel. I'm fucking Homer with the, you know, donut machine. I'm just sitting there and just, ah, Netflix (laughs) is literally just shoving things that I'm not even that crazy about, which we'll also get to in updates, but it's just, into my mouth. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great imagery. (laughs) Just me, like a fucking foie gras goose, just getting content <laughs> shoved into my face oh, as I times. lie there prone. You'd have a delicious fat, fatty liver, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, oh, honey. <laughs> pretty sure my liver's already pretty delicious. Um, all right. That was my news, and that was it. That was basically the only thing that was important to me. So what's your news? <laughs> well, I got I got three, two of which are like, meh. One's like inside baseball, but somewhat interesting. One is... Meh. And the other one is fantastic. Oh, okay. Um, I'll sit through the meh for the fantastic. So the inside baseball story is uh, I saw over the weekend that apparently we have talked ad nauseum on this show Mm -hmm. about (laughs) way more than we probably should about the way that comics find their way into comic stores. Yes. And basically the monopoly that exists there were basically Diamond Comics distributors. They like own it all. Every publisher uses um this distributor and all the ways in which that the publishers try to leverage that mm-hmm. to kind of bully retailers into ordering a certain amount of books and then they're not returnable and they're stuck with them and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, sometimes to guarantee that you would get the books you wanted from month to month, you start what we called back in the day at our LCS a file but what in the general parlance is called a pull list. Okay. Which is basically you ask the store to you start a pull list with your store. And then every time a new issue of Spider-Man, Batman, yeah. Walking Dead, whatever, those are the ones you want to collect month to month. They will save you those every month. Right. Under the understanding that you will come and pick them up and buy them. Yeah. It is an imperfect system. Of course. A lot. Because... If you could have seen like the like there are varying ways that stores have done this over the years mm-hmm. um, when me and Mr. Malosh were like deep knee deep in, you know, can't wait for Wednesday. Right. It was basically like a comic backing board that they like scribbled what Ugh. we wanted. Yeah. So if something like changed its title or like I was collecting Daredevil and sometimes they just put everything that Daredevil was, you know, 
in the title right. on my file. And then you feel bad and it's like, I didn't ask for this. Yeah. You know, I didn't want this weird spin-off miniseries that I don't care about. I just wanted the core book. And then you're like, mm, and you kind of want to <laughs> 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 toss it back in the shelf when nobody's looking. Um, and I'm sure other places use like spreadsheets and other databases. But what Diamond has announced, no start date for this, but they're basically going to start a sort of virtual pull list for consumers right. that you then, Caitlin, could use this service and say, I want this book, this book, this book on my pull list. I want fucking Paper Girls, Saga, what's Mon- the other one? Monstrous. Rat Queens, Monstrous. Like, those are the books you want. And I'm going to pick them up at this store. This is my shop. I want these books. Blam. That's it. They're going to go there. Right. How that gets communicated to the store, per se, I'm not exactly sure. But, you know, it takes that off of their plate. Yes. Though, the, I could see there are a lot of issues with this. Oh, as with anything regarding the direct market, there will always be issues. Because how do you, like, if there's, like, a delay or something, how do you know how many to order? And, yeah, I could see there just being lots of issues. Um, this isn't even taking you know, the whole variant thing into account. Because sometimes if you talk to your homeboy at the... Uh, you know, if you're down with the staff, you can be like, you'll see me, see me the variant if yeah. you get enough type of thing. And you could get it that that way. That's off the table with this system. Um, so, I mean, it's a good and a bad thing. Not a bad thing, but I mean, it's a possibly problematic yeah. thing. There will be hiccups, but anything that I think makes it easier for people to buy comics and obtain comics yeah. is is a better thing for creators. So developing like i said there's no start date for that they're just kind of like spring (laughs) it's like spring's a month away like the expanse (laughs) like the expanse so that was issue number one issue number two you know because i should have been working on a pitch but the anime awards were last night right (laughs) the pointless stupid waste of money anime awards sponsored by crunchyroll so sorry not sponsored by crunchyroll crunchyroll hosts them right they put them on uh, we will recall last year, they're all fan-based, they're all based on votes from fans, and we will recall last year, the the women came out in full force, got Yuri on Ice, that anime of the year title. Yep. And the weebs were, if you want to trace weeb tears back to like their origin, <laughs> like the actual primal spring that weeb tears flow from, yeah. I believe it was the victory of Yuri on Ice at the 2017 Anime Awards. Right. Um, or 2016 Anime Awards. Yeah. Because it's an award for the previous year. Of course. Um, I think that's the font from which they originally sprung from. And it's just been an eternal flow ever since for something. But um, Speaking of your Ice, there was someone in a store. I happened to be in a top shop. Don't ask why. It wasn't for me. Um, and someone was saying to someone else they're like i don't know i'm i'm not really sure if i want to watch yuri on ice and like like an anime i like sprung out of nowhere i was like you should definitely watch yuri on ice it's amazing exploded from a clothing rack yeah he was like uh is it good i'm like oh my gosh it's fantastic he's like i'm I'm watching cowboy bebop right now and i'm like good for you i was like solid start i was like watch yuri on ice next different vibe okay bye and like headed out um and the with the biggest air quotes i can muster controversy Uh surrounding those wins last year on allegations that they're all just bought and Ugh. Crunchyroll rigs them and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I've heard there have been similar complaints, but I definitely think there have been 
many less so considering the uh, piles of, again, with the giant air quotes I can muster, awards <laughs> that uh, season two of My Hero Academia right. pulled last night. Uh-huh. Deku, best hero. Best boy, Todoroki, which I'm actually fine with, because you know who wasn't seen anywhere? Uh, who was it, Jordan? I bet you can guess, Caitlin. Uh, oh, back yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. even on the ballot, you fucking turd. Get off my screen. You know he's a he's a character in a show, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just wanted to double check. He's a terrible character in a show that the, <laughs> that the world wants me to believe is this great nuanced characterization (laughs) eat my ass ochako uh one best girl right and the only sign that there is any justice in the world Mm -hmm. anime of the year 2017 yes made in abyss of course which is not even on crunchyroll which I I was about to ask that because I didn't realize that it wasn't which is of course it wasn't it was on Amazon Prime yeah um, I was about to ask, did animes that were not on Crunchyroll, did they like show up at all? I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to tell, right? right? Because the blending of like Crunchyroll tends to get everything with very little exception. Oh no. Uh, Little Witch Academia was nominated for a bunch of stuff okay. as well. And Netflix owns that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, no, it wasn't. That's why this whole, like, if it was like the Crunchyroll awards, like it yeah. would just, <laughs> it would only be shows that are on Crunchyroll right. or shows that if you, you know, looked under the hood Crunchyroll had an investing stake in right type of thing i think yeah land of the lustrous was nominated for a bunch of stuff as well and that was an amazon show like so i mean as i said on twitter like a nothing well a few things number one these are pointless they're pointless right i'm glad you're all having fun it is pointless is this like the mtv music awards it's like the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, I see. The MTV Music Awards, the VMAs, can maybe make a difference into someone's like career. I suppose, yeah. The Movie Awards do nothing. No, they don't. Literally nothing. They're more useless than the Golden Globes. Like, the oh, Golden, yeah. The Golden Globes can at least like you know help somebody's career. This does nothing, and I mean like nobody's there. Nobody's accepting these <laughs> awards. It's yeah. like a it's like an audience full of fans, and the presenters are like youtubers and oh. occasionally a voice actor or right. two i think the only i didn't see this part but the only like touching moment was i think uh the voice of vegeta the guy who plays vegeta won yeah. like some industry icon oh cool like, acknowledgement type of thing vegeta vegeta so i mean like that that was cool but then it's like they come out so here's two hosts who I don't know who they are right like nothing will make you feel more washed than looking at the guests and presenters at the anime awards <laughs> And just being like, as much as I think I'm like in this fandom or yeah. this culture, no, no, like as much as, and also as much as they talk about, you know, the weebs love to use terms like normies. <laughs> Great. You know, like for like the basics or like yeah. the mainstream type people. Yeah. Yeah. When every fucking award goes to My Hero Academia and like the deep cuts, like, you know, descending stories, Showa Rakugo, whatever, or Land of the Lustrous or like, you know, the fact that Maiden Abyss one yeah was like amazing to me because it was literally mha for everything yeah mha is the most fucking normie anime pick you could ever have it's the shonen du jour like yeah it's, it's, i'm sorry was naruto a big underground hit no, no. <laughs> if you know anime still got if they had enough episodes to air monday to friday after school my hero academia would be getting aired monday to friday at 4 p.m oh yeah like let's not shit ourselves but then, yeah, they come out and it's like, 
here's a little, you know, video clip of the nominees. Here's the winner. And then it cuts backstage to like three social media types from country roll <laughs> talking about like Twitch predicted it would be this pe- you know, the Twitch comment said it would be this person. And oh, this is my best boy. You know, blah, blah, blah. On to the next one. I mean, to be fair, it was probably the quickest award show <laughs> in the history of award hey, shows. That can be a good thing. I think it was over in like an hour tops, but just yeah, it served no point. How much money was spent on, <laughs> on this? Probably for not. what? I mean, sure. It's a nice party or whatever. I, and the only genuine laugh was when the one host um, closed the night by throwing out giant Toblerones to the audience. I like that. You all deserve giant Toblerones. <laughs> <laughs> Threw them out. I was like, all right. We're, we're going to let Neo Yoko into the party? All right. That's yeah. fine. So, yeah, it's Crunchyroll Awards. Um, the only interesting category was the manga car- category because it's all like stuff that hasn't been animated yet, really. Right. And... Uh, the manga I've heard much about, but haven't had a chance to read yet. But like, um, my brother's husband was in there. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. descending stories was in there. Like it was like, you know, the interesting stuff, like I was reading right. the nominees and I'm like, Oh, this is where the interesting stuff happens. And, uh, yeah, my lesbian experience with loneliness, which is a celebrated manga I've heard in circles that we enjoy. Um, basically about a coming of age story about a woman, Coming to terms with her sexuality in like her early to mid twenties type of thing. Right. Um, that one manga of the year. So I mean, shouts shouts to that. And I mean, yeah, shouts shouts to them for putting it on, I guess. But it's also pointless. It's also pointless. And if you're upset about any of the results, yeah, please find something in your life. Um, Anything. Jordan. Hmm. Jordan. Uh, was it pointless? It was pointless. It completely pointless. Yeah, that's why I've spent ten minutes talking about it. <laughs> so then. Let's move on. Let the babies wa- have their bottle. I wanna, I wanna hear about this like fantastic stuff. Well, I gotta, I gotta make sure I get it, I get it right. Um, so the last item is something I stumbled upon, okay. in real time, and it had already been ongoing on Twitter by the time I found it. Okay. But when you went back and started retracing it, it was like actually watching, like fuckery. It was like watching f- a fuckery car wreck happen in real time, slow motion. Okay. Where basically. A journalist who I believe currently works at Vanity Fair, he's worked at Newsweek as well, named Kurt Eichenwald, okay. came across a tweet by a comic writer named Michelle Perez. Michelle Perez is a trans woman working on a book called The Pervert, I believe, for Image Comics. And, and Perez had taken aim recently at our boy, Diversity in Comics. Okay, great. Who is uh, a veteran. He served in Afghanistan. Right. And Michelle Perez mm, kind of lamented the fact that he hadn't been blown up with an IED. Oh. So that's not a good look. No. Not the best. No. Regardless of what we feel about this utter trash bag of a human being. We, we don't want people to die. We don't, we don't throw around no. things like kill yourself or death no. lightly. We, we just want people to be better. Just be better. But, you know, I understand for y'all on the left, it's hard when it just seems like that's what the people on the right come at you with all the time. And then you lash out a little bit. You get raked over it more. It's like, oh, I thought you're supposed to be like the forgiving thing. This is the whole, that, that's a whole nother topic with the whole like, you know, the problem with what is it? I actually heard this quote recently in a discussion about the, the New York Times op-ed page, which has been having its own little thing right. going on. It was like a quote from Robert Frost basically said, you know, the, the problem with liberals is they keep a. Uh, they keep too broad a mind to ever have to back up their own opinion. 
right. type of thing. I'm butchering that quote, but it's basically a thing. It's like liberals are always expected to like come to the middle ground. Yeah. And the right never, if rarely, if ever makes the same effort. Right. So, um, the same idea. Um, I was watching a short documentary on, um, uh, black ballet dancers Mm -hmm. and the person who was training them a black man was saying they have to be better they have to be they have to jump higher they have to be more physically able they always have to be black in america no matter what you do yeah person of color in america no matter Um, what you do and it's kind of the same thing with being super soft and cuddly and (laughs) open-minded is we always have to do better yeah because the other side won't and this is some of the discussion i've heard swirling around the new queer eye as well where it's like some of these episodes, apparently, you know, you have, you know, you want to talk about phrases that make you roll your eyes, like the emotional labor on something like Queer Eyes do it being done all by the gay men. Yeah. Doing the makeovers. Like there's no chromags they're making over. Never. It's always for the gay people to come to them. Yeah. And explain to them like, no, this is why we're people. <laughs> like, why don't you, yeah. Why don't you try to make an effort yourself to see why they're people? Anyway, that is part of it because... This tweet by Perez made its way to this fellow Kurt Eichenwald. Right. Kurt Eichenwald has made a bit of a reputation in recent months mm-hmm. for, I believe we want to put it delicately, showing his ass right. <laughs> occasionally. Yeah. Recently, he first blipped up on my radar. I knew him was like, I think he's written a few books and I've seen his name pop up here and there as like a columnist type of thing. But he... uh he entered like the memosphere consciousness when he oh. like I don't know what he was trying to comment on, right. but he posted a screenshot of his web browsing, including a tab for like tentacle porn. Oh God! <laughs> and you know, there's nothing the internet is going to run with faster than that. Anyway, always look at what else is in the screenshot. <laughs> it is so important. It's, just, it's really you know they're going to you know they're going to. Anyway, it's like if you take a naked selfie, at least make sure your room is clean. So, Eichenwald is of our belief that, you know, sometimes, you know, wishing death upon people, not the the best look. No. And he starts really getting out there for, like, called Perez the worst person on the internet that day and, like, you know, made the mistake of, like, adding these people. So, basically, he was, like, inadvertently, well, not inadvertently, he was, because he knew nothing about it. All he sees is this comic writer saying she wished somebody was dead yeah a veteran saying she wished a veteran was dead yeah that offended his sensibilities he commented on it and then the left side of twitter was like motherfucker what and swarmed on him right and he was like trying to argue this while at the same time like having no idea what's going on he doesn't know anything about you know richard meyer and diversity in comics and all that stuff he knows nothing he just saw a veteran being you know Saying somebody said they wished a veteran was dead and he didn't think that was right. So now all the left side of Twitter like swarms at him. Yeah. And he's like, when did comics go this crazy? Like I thought comics were the one place. That he- oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Oh right. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> like, it was, oh. It was Where has he been? How old is this man? <laughs> let's not get, let's not get ageist about it. Caitlin, but yeah, he's, he's a older white dude. Um, so at this point he's already got the left coming for him right yeah and he doesn't you know doesn't understand what's happening um and then you know word of all of this gets back to our boy richard right and richard makes a video about it 
Uh, the video was 20 minutes long, so obviously I didn't watch any of no, it. Obviously number, not. <laughs> number one, you can't have my click, son. And number two, <laughs> 20 minutes, you are not that interesting. Um, and the thing is, I don't know all the details, so I'm speaking delicately here. This is just what I've gleaned from Twitter. But somewhere in Eichenwald's career, he has done work fighting and writing about the distribution of child pornography. Right. Okay. Trying to bring down those rings. He has spoken to... Uh, Congress right. and been apparently been involved in the passing of new legislation to uh, combat that plague. Good for him. And in one of these videos, Meyer may have made mention of that and used some indelicate language, which Eichenwald was not expecting. Oh. And to his surprise, <laughs> it turns out if thousands of people are telling you it smells like a trash bag and it looks like a trash bag. <laughs> Eichenwald was shocked to discover it's actually a trash, a trash bag. bag. So he then emails Meyer, apparently, which Meyer then immediately like screenshots and throws on Twitter. And right. I just remember the headline, the, the subject line from Eichenwald being, uh, read this, reply to me, or I'll sue. <laughs> or Ooh. get sued or something like that. Basically threatening to sue him for libel. Yeah. And basically he was like, here's the documents. Here's the things you're referencing. Here's why you're wrong. Issue a retraction. Yeah. And as most trolls will do no they're just gonna go everybody look what this idiot sent me right blah 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 like well did not take very kindly to that so it was just like watching this guy like some of the fucking tweets oh my god um he just kept tweeting i can all just kept tweeting i saw somebody post that image of like you know (laughs) the cowboy lighted sign that just says dude stop (laughs) stop it's like dude stop 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 Stop. fucking tweeting um He's like, just keeps, keeps tweeting at people. Um, I was trying to keep this from escalating. Richard chose instead to escalate. He's too frightened to contact to me, to contact me. <laughs> Okie dokie. You've made your choice and you can never say, you can never say double down that you never say they double down or they can't admit their errors about SJWs again, because that's exactly what you're doing. Are you really that afraid to contact me? Here's what's interesting. I watched a bunch of DNC's videos yesterday. I had no idea that comics had gone so nuts. I thought, wow, this is interesting. Then I saw he posted some about me defending him from death wishes, and he does this, quote, don't leave kids with him crap. So I let him know, I think you're probably a guy of honor, so read this and get back to me, or maybe you're what your enemies say you are, which means you won't get back and I'll have to take you to court. He's proving he is what his enemies say he is, too scared to contact me. And it's like, bro, are you surprised? Like, (laughs) Oh my God. Watching Kurt Eichenwald's head completely... 360 degree turn <laughs> from like y'all people are crazy y'all people are crazy <laughs> like he had no idea what he was opening up uh he he opened a hellmouth. he basically opened a hellmouth. He, he opened the wrong door he kicked open a hellmouth and was like oh my god there's awful <laughs> the apocalypse is happening in here i had no idea then you can't be mad when a demon gnaws your testicles off because that's what's going to happen Oh my god! Oh. It was just such an amazing thing to witness, and I don't. I'm not keeping up on this story because I have a life to live. But yeah, um, and but hey, who knows what by Wednesday? Who knows what'll happen? <laughs> and maybe he does sue him, and maybe he bankrupts him, and maybe Kurt Eichenwald becomes <laughs> definitely not the hero we deserve, but the, <laughs> but the hero we needed. Oh, <sighs> so yeah, it was, it was a real weird Saturday. <laughs> In the realms of fandom <laughs> yesterday. Man. Oh, oh, my God. Good times. Unbelievable. Well, on to happier things. Yeah. Hey, you watching anything? Uh, No, but 
guess who went to see Black Panther? This kid. Oh, shit. Get into it. Saw Black Panther. Do I have to put a spoiler warning for people? Or I'm not really going get to get, get into it. Um, so definitely the standout character is M'Baku. Um, there is lots of thirst going on for M'Baku. Really? Um, to the point where one of the people I saw the film with leaned over as soon as they saw M'Baku on the throne and was like, damn. Uh, I was not expecting that from this person. So it was, it was, I was very pleased. Caitlin. Yeah. Many people had high expectations for Black Panther. Yeah. I'm not going to say you had the highest expectations for Black, for Black Panther. Ta-ta. They were very high. They were very high. They were very high. Yeah. Did it live up to everything you wanted it to be? I think it was the, I think it, people are right in saying that it was the best solo outing for a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Or at least it tied with like a couple of them. I still think Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers was better. Well, listen. Even but it's from, a different type of film. Exactly. Even from what I've heard about some of the conversations presented in the movie yeah. regarding what a king should be. The fact that the movie is having these conversations at all is amazing. Is fantastic. I said, so, I read a tweet or saw somewhere in a review that so it might have been um, Jelani Cobb. Oh, I'm going to get it. Or Califasane. Whoever writes for The New Yorker. I apologize in advance. Um, I think it was from a, the New Yorker write-up. It said it takes the dash. Black Panther takes the dash in African America and puts African American and puts it right in the crosshairs and like obliterates it. Like yeah. Um, so so a couple things. So I brought up Mbaku. Um, he from the comics and even I think maybe even from the Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which did a little bit of Wakanda that animated the mm-hmm. Marvel animated thing. Um, there is a character called Man Ape, who is Mbaku, who's a really difficult, bad representation because it was done by white men on what a antihero would be to Black Panther, right? So they made him um, extremely racist, and this movie has fixed that. A lot of people are saying this is what happens when you have people who care about their representation, how they're represented. Um, how they look when they write and direct their own material. This is what you get. Um, you get a really interesting, fun, sophisticated, um, enlightened movie. Um, also, the the main villain um, was Killmonger. Killmonger, yeah, um, played by Michael B. Jordan, was fantastic. Um, all the women in it were fantastic. Um, Shuri, who plays um, T'Challa's sister. Um, or Letitia Wright plays Shuri, who is, is T'Challa's t- yeah, sister. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, she's fantastic. Um, and just the, the whole thing was really well put together. Um, there are some surprises. Um, there's some really touching moments. And I like thinking of, of the way um, this movie has maybe changed people's perspe- uh, perspective of of the continent of Africa and what the countries in Africa can be and represent and are. Um, It's also interesting because, you know, a lot of the conversating I've heard about it has been, you know, we always talk about, you know, everybody throws out the Bechdel test for like, you know, women in film. And it's like, you know, is it two women having a conversation that has nothing to do with a man? I feel like there's a version for black films as well, which is like, 
does it have two black people discussing their experience that has nothing to do with whiteness yeah or white people and that's what you have that seems to be what you have here which is amazing that in a Marvel blockbuster, you actually got to have that. Yeah. And there has been a lot of conversation, um, and I've seen a lot of um, stuff written about the different experiences of being black in Africa, in a country that is predominantly black, um, and being black in the United States. And even those who are from places like Ghana coming to um, the United States and having then to really fully realize what it is to be black in America. And how it's a huge, it's a very different experience. Um, that is touched on, of course. It's actually a big part of the film. And it's really interesting. And I'm loving all of the, like, like the, again, like the, all the stupid white people saying, like, imagine if we made uh, a film where it was all white people. And, you know, black Twitter's like, you mean all films all the time? All the time. The one I loved best was uh, it was accompanied by an image of just I'm sure it was from like the Real Housewives of like a white woman screaming. Yeah, and it was like it was like white people, black people need to cool out. You know, Wakanda's not even real. Uh, black people, neither is Hogwarts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. white people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm just like so happy, and I, because it's done so well, and um, I'm like trilogy <laughs> like I'm like i want more black panther and i want more wakanda and i want more of all those characters i want more mbaku um well i mean and i think what's from what i've heard any ties to the greater mcu are like not there and hopefully at least the solo movies get to keep that and we don't have to have fucking you know Downey go flying through <laughs> the, the wakandan skies for a cameo in black panther 2 okay like, well then slight spoilers just gonna just slight spoilers right now. Don't pause. Pause. Go forward. Yeah, I know Bucky's in it. Um, well, yeah, Bucky Barnes in it, but the whole point of the movie. Do you want me not spoil it for you? No, you know I don't care. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Basically, the whole point of the film is about Wakanda's responsibility to the rest of the world. Yes, and it's been isolated up to this point. Yes, and, and it is no longer after this it film. It ends with T'Challa at the UN. Yeah, announcing that they're going to like basically open their borders and help the world. Mm. Um, just in time for a certain someone to come and destroy it. Dun, dun, dun. Bah, bah, bah. Um, if they could keep things still, though, Wakandan or on the continent of Africa. That'd be cool. <laughs> Um, because that's always nice to see. But anyways, yeah. so you liked it? I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I will definitely at some point see it again. I mean, I'll see it. It'll probably just be in like a matinee in <laughs> you know April. In April, yeah. I'll get to it. Um, so I I have two things on my list, both very unexpected. Okay, not anything I thought I was going to encounter. All right. Uh, so the first one, Netflix knows me. Yes. At this point, yeah. Netflix is like. Oh, he's going to want to watch this. Uh, turns out I was not the one who really wanted to watch it. And I was only half watching it by the end of it. Oh. Someone else who was over here uh, at the time right. wanted, wanted to watch it. And it showed up on the banner of my Netflix home screen. And it was called Remind. Remind. Re colon mind. And you watch the trailer. Yeah. And basically you have like a dozen girls, school girls, at yeah. like a formal dining table. Their legs are chained in boxes on the floor uh 
and they have no idea why they're there. They all know each other. They're classmates and they don't know who put them there or why they're there. And they have to figure out that to figure out what is, what is happening. Right. I was like, damn, that's got a real like, you know, battle Royale type of type of vibe to it. Yep. Let's check this out. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> um, so number one, the theme song was terrible. Oh. And I thought I saw in the opening blurb, something, something 46. Right. Anytime I see Japanese writing with a 46 or a 48 next to it, I go, mm. Mm? And yes, uh, all the actresses in this yeah. are members of the idol group. I'm reading this on IMDb, and I don't know if they fucked up, because Hiragana is a writing alphabet. But oh. Hiragana Keiakazaka 46. It okay. might just be Keiakazaka 46. But it's one of these idol groups with like 900 people in it. And I'm sure they took like, you know, the 12 who got voted highest in the recent fan elections and put them all in this. Right. Gave them something to, something to act in. So they're not actresses. Right. It's not that great. Also, it is slow. If anybody wants to know uh, if they should watch this show, I'll be like, just skip to episode 11. Episode 11. Watch episode one. Yep. And skip to episode 11. Yeah. <laughs> because like episode 11 basically recaps everything that happens and it does not give any closure to the ending. So great. <laughs> got to, it's like, what's episode 12? Of, what's episode 12 about? It's like, oh, it's a flashback before the events of the show. I'm like, what? <laughs> what's the fan service episode? It's just to like spend more time with these characters. I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> um, so that's the one thing I inadvertently ended up watching. Okay. The other thing I ended up inadvertently watching, which I had avoided because I was like, I don't think I think this is funny. Right. Um, but has quickly replaced The Office. It's like, oh, here's a thing with like 900 seasons on Netflix that right. I can watch kind of in the background. Your man's had never watched Bob's Burgers. Uh, yeah, I, well, I've not watched Bob's Burgers either. Um, I think I went into it. I knew that like. It was the same. H. John Benjamin did the voice, who's yes. the voice of Archer. Yeah. And he was on this as well. So you immediately will like hear Archer's voice coming out of the student being like, oh, <laughs> that's wrong. It was weird. Um, but it's definitely much sweeter and less over the top. Right. Than something like Archer or Family Guy or I think and maybe that's what I expected when I went to watching it. I expected yeah. real fast like. Pa, 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 pa. Right. But it's got. A much more low-key, like, small-town, like, humor to it. Right. With the exception of Louise, who's the kid with the bunny ears hat. Yeah. Voiced by Kristen Schaal, who's always, like, over the top. <laughs> and I low-key love... Everyone hates Gene, the middle kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Gene has no redeeming qualities. I'm like, no, and I hate him, but I also kind of love him at, yeah. the same t- at the same time. Um, yeah, it's just a weird... I can't even describe how or why it's funny. Right. It's got that real kind of Jersey Jewish. Yeah. I can't even like, like I ended up watching like the Thanksgiving episode, which had Bob's sister-in-law and like, he went to go pick her up, but it's like, Oh no, we have to bring my cat. He's diabetic. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of vibe. Right. Um, and Bob ends up like dragging her in a kiddie pool because she hurt her foot, but she didn't really hurt her foot. She just faked it for attention type of thing. She lives alone. Sort of thing. And it's all very small stories about this weird ass family who like, you know, <laughs> loves each other, but are just weird as shit. And so like most families. Yeah. And it's, it ain't going to be for everybody. No. And it's really not for me all the time, but it's got, what's the thing we love most, Kate? I don't know. What do we want things to be? Oh, uh, chill. 
What's another comf? word for chill? Okay, comf. comf. Yes, we want I know, comf. But uh, like I was trying to change it up. Gotta keep it. Gotta comf. keep it comf. And Bob's Burgers, it's <laughs> it's real fucking comf. Well, that, that's a good thing. So check that out. And yeah, there's like a hundred seasons of it on Netflix. So. Um, Jordan. Yes, Caitlin. What the hell? What? Where's our Borgen break? Oh my god, I forgot to watch Borgen this week. You forgot Borgen? Oh my god. How could you forget Borgen? Yo, I waited I'm for so Borgen sorry. all week. Yo, I'm so sorry. I forgot about... Oh, and I, I, gotta, I, I gotta binge Borgen before... <laughs> I gotta binge Borgen before March. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta expected make, my okay. Borgen breaks. Oh my god, I gotta make... Because I gotta use up all my loans on Hoopla yeah. before they reset. I gotta max maximize my Borgen consumption. Damn it, I apologize, y'all. You know what? Uh, I am... Be, I am disappointed <laughs> i am disappointed uh i apologize i don't know listen yeah, you know i'm doing other things that could have been saturday but i was like yeah yeah so you write this and then you watch some stuff. some borgen you watch well, you know what borgen. you know what happened it has not come up on the show yet yeah but i beat persona yeah like a while back yeah like that had not come up for a while but i beat persona um did not get to smash everyone i wanted to smash so i'm low-key doing a very fast Everything on auto. Right. Um, New Game Plus. So I can't smash everyone. And I've gone back to Grand Theft Auto races. <laughs> and that's kind of ate my Saturday yesterday when I wasn't at the laundromat. Jordan, people don't want to hear about Grand Theft Auto. I know. They, they, want, they want the bargain break. They want to know what's going on with Bergy. I apologize. I have to wait a whole other week. You know what? Um, follow us on Twitter. Or Facebook. I'll get some Borgen updates <laughs> as they come to me on there. Anyway, I think that's time to a yeah. good time to check out. If we don't have a Borgen break. <laughs> now then... that I've disappointed the listeners so fully. Yeah. Well, we will take a break right here. And when we come back, Caitlin and I will talk about the things we brought each other. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm predict. I know one and I'm predicting another. So I think it's going <laughs> to... We'll see you when we come back from this break. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I talk about the things we brought each other. But before we do that, we have rules. The first rule being the rule of three. If the thing runs in any sort of installments, issues, episodes. Epicycles. (laughs) Always. Always. You have to give it three of said episodes. You have to give the thing a a chance chance to be the thing. thing. It's going to be. It's going to be. Didn't even work out this this week. No. Did a rewatch of the thing I gave Kate and went, hmm, really would have been fortunate if she had time to watch episode four. Yeah. But. But. Be that as it may. Hey, it's the rule of three. We give it to everything. If you don't pull it off in the th- in three episodes, yeah. well, that's on you, television. Tele- television. Television. Um, and the other thing was a movie. Or, yeah, so it didn't really count. Did not count. Um, second rule. Save it for, hashtag, save it for the pod. Do not talk about the thing. You might want to talk about the thing. You really might want to talk about the thing. You might love the thing. You might hate the thing. You might want to send quotations to Caitlin about the thing. You might want to throw the thing off a bridge, but you can't. Nope. You have to wait until you're sitting in front of these microphones. Because, friends, it is gorgeous today in Toronto. 
It is really beautiful. It's beautiful out. It's sunny. It's warm. Frankly, the last thing I want to be doing is cooped up in this apartment today, <laughs> recording podcasts for y'all. But here we are. We are. And the least I can do is to make sure y'all get the freshest piping hot takes for you on this beautiful southwestern Ontario day. Because it ain't that warm. No. Still a little brisk. Yeah. You got to wear a coat. You got to wear a coat. Toque might be overkilling it, but so, I mean... Sorry, it's it's warm in comparison to it being freezing fucking cold. <laughs> yes, to, to what last week in February was, yes. It's warmer than that, but still, you're going to want a toasty take. Yeah. To warm you up. So, that is what we are here to provide. Yeah. So Not to be confused with the troll take, uh, yeah, or the no. deliberately combative take. Oh. No. It's just a piping hot, warm take. Warms you from your inside out. Yes, it do. Third rule it's not a rule it's policy it's um that there will be spoilers we're gonna spoil stuff we've already been spoiling stuff yeah i mean are you new like you should know this by now Well, maybe they are new welcome which is why we tell you the rules at the beginning of this part of the episode (laughs) welcome all right we are starting with the thing you brought me we like to alternate so yes we're gonna start with the thing i brought caitlin we're we're gonna get to the thing (laughs) i've now put off for two weeks yeah (laughs) To give Caitlin again, it's another one of those things that like I'm also giving myself time to watch it because I started watching it and then I left it and I should probably go back to it. And it's getting uh, it's getting some getting a lot of hype again. But we ain't talking about it this week. You'll find out next week what it is. This week we were talking about a thing that I think I even said at one point. I was like, I'd never give this to Caitlin. Uh, yeah, you may have. But I started I started thinking about him again. Uh-huh. My beloved sons. Yes. My boys. Yeah. Who I love so much. <laughs> you love so much. Even on the rewatch, I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god. <laughs> Yeah. In a new series. <sighs> it was a thing I never in life expected to love as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And that is the volleyball anime <laughs> known as Haikyuu. Haikyuu. Haikyuu was run for three seasons. It was based on a manga written and drawn by Haruchi Furudate, which has run in Weekly Shonen Jump since February 2012. It is still ongoing. We got like 30 tonkubans. I don't know what that is. Like, you know, the little digests, oh, little br- oh, books, tonkubans. And started as an anime by Production IG in 2014. It was around 60 episodes up to this point. Uh, still waiting on that fourth. You got to give me that fourth. The sports anime manga is like an institution. Apparently. There have always been sports like they make they make anime and manga about everything. Some are better than others. If you can find that thing that like there hasn't been an anime or manga about, you basically got your foot in the door already. I can tell you right now, there is a sports anime about girls using their butts and boobs to push each other <laughs> off a bridge into water. And if things that already exist have already all been used <laughs> up, make something up. That's stupid. Make up something stupid. There is Captain Tsubasa is the soccer anime. Slam Dunk and Kuroko's Basketball are the basketball anime. Isn't there more than one uh, table tennis anime? There's one called Ping Pong. And yes, King of Tennis is about actual or Prince of Tennis or King of Tennis. Is he the Prince or the King? I don't know. (laughs) We don't Uh, know. It's about tennis. Um, There, yeah, there are so, I I believe hockey is the one we haven't really been able to, uh, to suss out. I believe nobody's done a hockey, a good hockey anime. I don't know how, I mean... I don't know how big hockey is in Japan. So, you know, I had heard people loved, people who are aficionados of sports anime yeah. have always loved Haikyuu. 
And I never understood this. I'm like, who gives a fuck about a high school volleyball team? I give a fuck about a high school volleyball team. I love them all with all of my heart. If I could get one of those warm-up jackets. In fact, y'all, if, if anybody wants to give me a belated birthday or early Christmas present, get me a fucking Karasuno warm-up jacket. I will wear it every day of my life. Right. Anyway, what is this show about? Junior high school student Shoyo Hanada gains a sudden love of volleyball after seeing a national championship match on TV. Although short in height, he becomes determined to follow in the footsteps of the championship's star player, nicknamed the Little Giant, after seeing his plays. The Little Giant is a short dude yep. who can leap his ass off. Yeah. And Hanada is like, that's my jam. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. I love this. He creates a volleyball club at his junior high and begins practicing by himself, gets a team together. And uh, goes in a tournament, his first yep. tournament. Mm-hmm. However, they are defeated in the first game after being challenged by the championship favor team, which includes the so-called king of the court, yep. Tobio Kagayama. Though Hanada's team suffers a miserable defeat, he vows to eventually surpass Kagayama and defeat him. Eh, typical. Yeah. These are typical shonen type yeah. shit, right? Yeah. I'm going to be the best. Unfortunately for him, the very person he swore to surpass before him becomes one of his teammates. Dun, dun, dun. He goes to Karasuno High School, the place he's wanted to go to since seeing them compete in the Nationals. Yep. He's like, I'm going to be here. This is going to be, I'm finally going to have a team. I'm yep. going to beat Kagayama. What? Surprise, Kagayama's on your team because what? couldn't get on, couldn't get into the school he wanted to get into. And basically, in the course of the first three episodes, you have them learning to work together and getting on the team and the team starting to form and feel each other out and finding out how each of their strengths can be used to better support the team. And by combining the genius like qualities of Kageyama with Hanada's sheer athleticism, the duo create an invincible brand new volleyball tactic. Their new combo allows them to get over their differences and create a strange alliance between the two filled with fun and laughter for them and their teammates. Thus begins the Karasuno boys volleyball team's journey to the top this thing is filled with all the tropes you come to expect from a shonen anime. Just take out ninjas, replace it with volleyball. <laughs> and there um, you go. I do think what I think sold me was the characters. Right. Personalities were all very well defined. Mm-hmm. There are reasons to love and loathe them all for different reasons. You have not met the only person I've ever claimed as my husbando. Oh. And that is Asahi, the man, okay. the ace okay. with the man bun. Okay. Mm. The lack of Asahi fan art continues to to stymie me. Anyway. If you're out there and you want to send us fan art, do it a bet. Of me cradling Asahi. (laughs) Mm, That man. Uh, I got really heartbroken when I went to a straight ponytail in season two. (gasps) Anyway. Caitlin. Yeah. I have no illusions about this. Yeah. (laughs) Did you like this at all? What do you think? I'm just, I'm curious. I thought it had more yelling then I remember initially, I think that was the thing. I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. They're just yelling For all three the episodes. time. Um, but when on the rewatch, I was yeah. like, they're not yelling that much. <laughs> Caleb's not going to hate it. Um, I feel like if I could call some of the things, let's predict some of the things Caitlin might've liked. I think you may have liked Hanada training with the girls team. Yeah, was all right. And, and the moms. Yeah. Uh, before his junior high, I think you might've liked the older senpais. I like those, those characters. Ones. You definitely would have liked them better than the other two. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you know them pretty well. Because before when you like before the break, the way you said it, I thought you were going to be like, you hated it. But now I realize you probably hated the thing I gave you. <laughs> I still think you hated it. I definitely think you didn't. You were not as enamored with this as I ended up being. Oh my God, I can't wait 
fourth episode. Are you fucking serious right now? I need to know if they beat them or not. Are you fucking serious right now? I need now? to know, Jordan. Caitlin, this is the happiest fucking day of my life. Are you kidding me right now? I need to know if they beat them, if they work together. What? I need to know if they work together. What? And if Glasses just, gets a ball in the face. I just, I can't. I've thrown my microphone over because I can't fucking deal with that. You guys, I'm so, you guys, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. She loved Haikyuu. Oh my god. Okay, so explain to me why though. Because I, because I don't know so why. I, we had the same experience. There was like a first, so the very first moment in the anime, he has like a little mini speech. You don't see anything. You just see shoes. He just has a mini speech about like, I'm gonna like beat the team or be the best. But with my team. And then from that moment, you're like, that's interesting and new and different. It's not, I'm going to be the very best like no one was before. <laughs> you know, Pokemon song. Pokemon. Yes. Um, it's, I'm going to be part of this team and we're going to work together and there's going to be ups and downs. And who doesn't le- love team things? Mighty Ducks. True. Other team. <laughs> <laughs> Other movies with teams. Yeah. Um. So it was a kind of the same thing with Yuri on Ice, right? Even though it was about an individual sport, you had this great cast of characters who supported each other and wanted the best and yet were still trying to do stuff for themselves, mm. but almost like for the audience or for their coach or for their teammates. So there's there's that dynamic to it. Um, I love seeing um, how Hanada... Um, he really wants this and he gets some, even from the angry guy, <laughs> I, I wrote, see, um, I got, got Jordan to give me all the names, but my names are red hair, angry one, buzz, <laughs> buzz. nice senpai, nice senpai, captain, glasses, side dude, and hot chick. Um, but I have all the names here. So, um, it's nice to see that, you know, uh, Kageyama gives Hanada some like kudos for his spirit. Um, and his drive. Oh, even when they first met? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, even though he's like the worst. And I love that you find out sort of in the periphery that he's been called out for being the worst, Kagayama. Like you've Oh yeah. Like you realize something <laughs> something's happened something happened at the at the championships or whatever. King of the court is not a complimentary uh No, it's because he's an asshole yeah. and apparently his team you know, I think what they did is they let him, if he wants to play on his own, fuck him. Let's let him play on they his own. Yeah, they boycotted him. Yeah. They, like, wouldn't take his tosses anymore. Yeah. Which so he had to get benched. I think is fantastic. Um, and I think it's fantastic from the, like, in the second episode, the captain of the new team, Daichi, he realizes what's going on with these players, realizes what could make them stronger, realizes that Kageyama is going to be a problem if they don't like rein him in, mm. but he has amazing potential. Um, I love that. I also love the only laugh. This is the, one of the only animes that has ever made me laugh out loud. Really? Which is when the wig came off of the like <laughs> principal and landed on Tanaka Tanaka's and Tanaka's face. face. I actually laughed out loud and people on the bus thought I was a crazy lady. Cause I was like, <laughs> like full on cackle. I think the moment I think Tanaka goes a long way to really selling this yeah. on the whole because for me I think I said at the time 
One thing I found so charming were what they call the eye catch, like the thing between where the commercial would go. Yes, yes. And it's always different characters. Uh, failing. Far yeah. in the shot, like on the other side of the net, yeah. shooting the volleyball towards the camera. Whether And usually to, um, I'm sure it's an accuracy test type of thing, they put up a water bottle like in the corner. Yeah. And you're really... Because, I mean, obviously, if you want to hit, like, an ace or something or that, you got to be able to, like, boom, get it right in the corner but not out. Yeah. So they use this water bottle exercise to, like, work on their accuracy. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where the one where Tanaka gets it off. Yeah. Did that happen in the first yeah, It was or... the third episode. <laughs> he yeah. whips his shirt off. Yes. And <laughs> So, and what I also really like is that these characters, even the senpais, the the third year students, except for the the um, captain so far, Daichi, the other two, all of them still seem like high school students. Mm. Like, especially Tanaka, um, uh, Sugawara. Is that how you say his name? The gray haired dude. Yeah, he's yeah. the night. The ni- I like him. He's the nice guy. <laughs> Um, even he, like, he seems responsible, but he also seems like a high school student. Sometimes I feel like they seem, like, too grown up. Mm. And they do make fun of Hanada and Kageyama for being, like, just crazy (laughs) and, like, childish and too serious about volleyball. Uh, I like that as well. Um, the only moment where I was like, really? That's disgusting. Uh, hot chick Kyoko. Yeah, I like, totally forgot that happened. <laughs> the the intro, her introduction, the first introduction is you you kind of see her as like a shadow and Tanaka's like, um, I get so turned on when she when she ignores me and you're like, oh, weird. And then literally... Weird, but a high school student would say that. Yes. Like, and then the literally the second time you meet her, it yeah. just focuses on her boobs and then her butt and, and then her face. Yeah. And that's it. And you're like, ew. Yeah, that's really that. gross. I forgot that happened. Um, and that's like her, basically her only moment. And then one other, again, when she ignores. Oh, do not Tanaka. go into this show looking for female representation. Oh, there are like not... three characters in it. Yeah. Like... I, which I figured so much. Um, and I, but I did like Hanada, like, especially at the beginning with his friends helping him during his first and only match mm. um being like it's okay guys you did a great job and he was still like super nice to everyone mm. it was like that's kind of nice he still does take volleyball too seriously but that's nice it's like one of the things i liked you mentioned how how kakeyama gives him kind of his props yeah but like the props are couched in like a fence yeah it's like what have you been doing for the past three years like yeah you have all this raw ability that you should have been like Honing. focusing yeah because at one point in that game, and it happens a couple other times in the first three episodes, like Hinata will go after every ball. Like, yeah. And it will injure himself. At the expense himself. of yeah. his own body. He like takes a tumble through the like dividing wall at one point. He like yeah. crashes through it. Um, and nobody else is really doing that. He just, yeah. he will fight for every, every inch. Yes. Every ball, every point. Um, I really wanted you to get to episode four yeah. because that's when they actually like, Play, play, play. Yeah. And that's what the show does amazingly well, I think, is it's pacing the way it – you get a couple shots in there. Like the first time Ka, – not Kageyama. <laughs> even I don't remember their names. The first time Hanada does that like giant leap. Yeah. And he like – like so Kageyama's a setter. Yeah. Should be said. He loves being the setter. He calls it the control tower yeah. of the of the team. He's got problems. He but he decides where everything goes and he yeah. like looks and he's like, Okay, there's clearly an opening over there. I'll set up 
I'll set up my spiker on like the left side of the net and then you just see like, a, just like a blur. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Hanada like booking it to that side. Yeah. And like the way they draw him, like his leap where all like the lines on him are thicker and he's got that like, just looks like he's going super saiyan as he's yeah. like leaping in the air. Like they will make a spike feel like a Kamehameha. Like, just, yeah. like you're like, like, <laughs> it like comes down and you're like, Ooh, yeah, fucking get him. <laughs> um, and in episode four, that's when they're actually playing and you really get more of a sense of that. Right. And it's the first time you see, you know, the ultra fast, this basically, because Hanada's so raw in episode four, he, even when Kageyama has deemed to like set for him, yeah, he doesn't have like the timing down to the point where Kageyama's just like, just jump, just jump and spike. The ball will be there. Right. Like real like Zen. Type of yeah. Thing. And that's what he does. He sets the ball to Hinata. Yeah. And the first time it pulls off where it's just like, whoosh, like set spike point. Like it's just that fast. Yeah. And the other team in Daichi's like, y'all, his eyes were closed. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm like really looking forward to this. And there is this base humor to it. And I actually, usually silly characters I don't like, but Tanaka, I really am enjoying. Um, God, wait, you meet his sister. <laughs> and yeah, I just... I don't know. I was like really excited, and something about the squeaking. I'm like, oh, yeah. I really like this like the sound on the court. It's like squeaking sound on the court thing going on. Um, but yeah, that's uh, really cool. So previews for you and the listeners. Just a couple more things about the show that I loved. Them Kageyama and Hanada figuring it out. Yeah, does not mean they automatically like you know go to nationals. Yo, like, yeah, it's not. Right. Every like you said, what makes it awesome is it's a team thing, and like everybody ends up emerging as like having their specialty. Yeah. Um. So Sugawara, the nice senpai, yeah, he's like the setter now. Yeah. And his sort of mini journey coming to terms of like he's better than me. Yeah. And for the sake of the team, I might be older, I might be his senior, but he's better than me. Yeah. So I gotta step aside uh, and let this go. No. But he still has his role. Right. Like I remember there okay, being okay. times where like because he's been playing with the third years for so long, he knows them inside and out. And they have this one like they have this one attack that they end up doing where basically like everybody rushes the net at once and like they don't so the defenders don't know where the spike's coming from. Right. And Sugawara knows knows the others, the three seniors so well. He he knows which one to send it to. And like that's how he emerges is like He's useful in this one circumstance, but he's amazing at it when he's in it. And everybody kind of has that role. You get Suki probably has the longest journey, the glasses guy. Yeah. Because he even says early on, he's always like, this is just a club. Like, are you guys like, yeah, like, so passionate, like, like relax. Yeah. Um, you find out why he's kind of like that. And when he finally like has his moment of like where volleyball transcends <laughs> just being a thing for him. He lets out this fucking like scream, and I remember like literally almost being in tears. I was like, "It's like so good!" <laughs> <laughs> Screaming like the highs and lows of this show are yeah. just fantastic, and I'm I'm amazed that I'm so that excited. You loved it this much. I did love well, it. Further updates on that, and like I said at the time, this is just what sports anime do well. I'm in so much trouble. Yeah, I've avoided sports anime ever since because I don't need another. I, 70 episode show. I don't know. We watched another sports anime and it wasn't this good. Which one was that? Oh, keep going back to Keijo. Butts and tits. I don't, TNA. I don't consider Keijo a sports anime. 
considered a fan service anime masquerading as a sports anime. It's gross. Well, I'll just talk. I'm just still so stunned. Rating? Um, like an eight. Awesome. Uh, also, there is the, a lot of imagery of like hands is like wings and that was really cool yes because that was well done they were black so they're called the the crows, crows or whatever the ravens or whatever but yeah they, that's really cool and i like that idea of like a murder of crows coming for you um that was really cool too because i think their rivals are something cat related or something so like they're their legendary games were always called like the battle of the junkyard or something like that because there was like, <laughs> like you know, cats and ravens and a yeah cats and crows um yeah. So Haikyuu, pretty sure it's on your major streaming platforms. It's, your Crunchy not. it's not. No, it isn't. Haikyuu's not on Crunchyroll? I looked for it. Unless oh. I looked wrong. I thought I was spelling it right. I swore it was. I don't know. Maybe they lost the rights until there's a new season. But Maybe. Also, the third season is all one game. <gasps> and you'll never be bored. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Moving on. On. Right. It's me. It's you. Oh, yeah. I got stuff. It's you doing that thing. So sometimes it's hard to talk about when I bring Jordan Jane Austen because I'm like, oh, I need certain details that like are not important to me at all, but are important to you guys. So I've given I gave Jordan Persuasion, the 2007 film. Very important. You get which version straight because there are some versions that are not good. Um, it is a. British television film adaptation of Jane Austen's novel. It was done by ITV. Um, it was released the 1st of April, 2007. Um, and uh, stars Sally Hawkins as Anne Elliot and Rupert Penry Jones as Frederick Wentworth. Um, eight years prior to the film's beginning, Anne was persuaded to reject Wentworth's proposal of marriage. Now 27 and unmarried, which just means she is an old-ass maid. Anne re-encounters Wentworth, who has made his fortune in the Napoleonic Wars and is looking for a wife. Anyone but Anne, who he, whom he has not forgiven for rejecting him all those years ago and being persuaded not to marry. Um, I love this film. This is one of my favorite Jane Austen books. It's up there with Pride and Prejudice. I can tell by Jordan's face that he did not enjoy it as much as I did. Um, I love Anne's character. She's very different. Um, a little bit about the actual novel Persuasion. It is the last novel that Jane Austen wrote. Um, it actually got published posthumously because she died like sort of the last year. She wrote it, which was 1817-ish, 1818-ish. Um and it's probably more mature than some of her other novels. Um, it's like the precursor to so many chick flicks um, where someone is like ignored and constantly put to the side um, and you feel just so bad for them. And then they get theirs in the end. I love this because I love... Sally Hawkins in it. She's fantastic. Um, I don't think Jordan thinks so as much, but we'll ask him. Jordan, what did you think? It was No Man's Field Park. It was what? It was No Man's Field Park. What's Field Park? Mansfield oh, Park. Oh, Mansfield Park. Sorry, I thought you said Man's Field Park. I was like, I don't uh, know what that is. Know your Austin, why don't you? Um. Okay, yeah. Caitlin... It's more about love. I had no idea what the fuck was happening in this 
basically 80% of the time. What? What are you talking about? No idea. Literally 50% of my notes are just all caps screaming, who are these people? <laughs> it's obvious. Aside from Anne, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> any of them. I just, honey, I tried. I really <laughs> did you, tried. Did you I try? I really tried. This thing is lit terribly. It's lit like it's 1817. It just looks bad. Was there no sun in Bath? Like, no, there is no sun in Bath. God. Famously. Get the sun, Bath. <laughs> So why is Bath so terrible? It looks lovely. She because she has terrible memories of being there. Um, she got sent to school there when her mom died. And no, was, like, even even there. the family is like, no, we have to go slum it in Bath, and you're still like in a gilded Trumpian, <laughs> you know, sitting room. They wanted to go to London. Also, I really love I love everything that passed for like entertaining just, in that era. Oh yeah, We've, we we go to so good. Go to a room and walk in a circle. Yeah. God. The water pumps. Oh my god, they actually did this. Um, <laughs> just, his expression is priceless. I just like... He so, looks this stunned. So my, my notes. This is like the droning of bees in the background. It's just like <laughs> an incessant... It's like all the time. I couldn't dream of having the countenance to like... <laughs> what? Who are you? Ah, oh, but I love... What are you doing, Borg Queen? I love the manners and the the levels of, of different society and how they're Jane Austen tries to break all you, that and you call love, it, call you it love out. the manners you love what the hell's his name Rupert well, <laughs> Captain Wentworth no Rupert from Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh, yeah. dad yeah you, Gilbert what the hell's his name on Buffy Giles Giles <laughs> Gilbert <laughs> whatever you love you really love the manners of Giles lamenting how the Navy like Gives people of low birth artificial nobility. But that's that's why Jane Austen's so awesome. She was making fun of that those ideas, which were real at the time, right? So she was trying to point it out and make fun of this. I'm person. sorry, this was a comedy. Yes, all of her books are are romantic comedies. They're all romantic comedies. If the sound of my blinking could make noises right now, <laughs> blink, 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 <laughs> blankly staring at Caitlin. Like, or social social commentary romance. I mean, I laughed my ass off when that <laughs> dumb broad jumped off a <laughs> jumped off a break wall and then broke her head. <laughs> Catch me, Admiral! It's like really, really, woman. Also, it's that thing where like a woman and her family have decided that you're going to marry her. Yeah. <laughs> so you just are. Isn't that awful? But at the same time, he was like a man of honor. And I don't want... Guess I gotta do it. What? Bruh. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, too many captains. Not really. Too many captains. I don't think there's too many. How many captains were there, Caitlin? There's like three. Yeah. It's too many captains. <laughs> I, don't least, I don't think you have enough captains. <laughs> two, two captains More tops. captains. <laughs> two captains tops. Um, and like, y'all just all keep dropping names of locations like I'm supposed to know where the fuck they are this is very every, much every hall has a title this is very much when like in when i'm watching some anime and it's like this city and this city i'm not even talking cities i'm talking like houses yeah what's the name of the house that they owned oh, i can't remember yeah <laughs> can't remember can can something kennelworth Ken, Ken, Ken? sure sure i don't know anyways i don't i don't remember i tried honey i really did, tried. is there anything you did like Anything you did like. 
God. How are we friends? The woman playing Anne was all right, I guess. Sally Hawkins? Sure. What She's else has awesome. she been in? She's in the um, Something of Water. Oh, is that her? Yeah. Sidebar, apparently someone has made a Shape of Water sex toy, and Guillermo del Toro has gone on record saying it is not an accurate representation. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. Of the creature's wang. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, she she was fine, but again, she's working with what she's got. It's not a lot of... I don't understand. I'm not going there. I don't understand how we're friends. <laughs> like six minutes in, and this has already made me, quote, out of continence. <laughs> oh. Like, countenance everyone's very concerned about their countenance uh, <laughs> in this i just i hate classicism so much that's why this and is i so know good. she did too and that was the point but even if it's satire i don't want to watch british people being awful oh but there's so many things where british people are awful <laughs> it's, basically, it's like their thing <laughs> looking down on the lower classes is basically British society for the past 700 years. Yeah. So I just, it just sends me, sends me. (sighs) Why? So you were born, you done fucked up. So you got to rent out your house, but you're still going to be like superior to everyone you meet. Which is a problem. Lady Dalrymple. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if you were going to bring up Lady Dalrymple. (laughs) What was the point of Lady Dalrymple? What the fuck were they doing with Lady Dalrymple? What do you mean? What was that? She was their very wealthy, noble family. Their family or just a family? Yeah, their family. It it was like his cousin. Also, stop marrying each other's cousins. Oh, yeah. They did that a lot. That's why they look so weird. (laughs) God damn. Stop marrying each other's cousins. Fuck. It's like, oh my god, Cap- Captain Elliot? Was that the the schemey one? No, no, that was just that was just Mr. Elliot. The schemey dude? The schemey dude. He was wasn't mis- a captain? No. He was just a mister? He was just a mister. Oh. He was going to become Sir Elliot when the current Sir Elliot died. Yeah. Sir Elliot did not have any sons. Yes. But then he was getting some of that that young good good. He so, was worried that that her Mrs. her, her tip top uterus was gonna <laughs> Her tip-top womb was going to give him a give him a son, Mrs. Clay. Put the kibosh on that. See, you then were done, following then, along. Then he done he done snatch. I followed along because I read the fucking wiki because I had no <laughs> idea what was happening. No idea. Yeah, I thought the two leads were like enjoyable enough as actors. Right. I don't know who played Cap- Wentworth? Is that thing? too many captains? Captain Wentworth. He? Wentworth. Like that in itself. That that nugget. That kernel of a story. Yeah. is enough for me. So like, okay, like I'm kind of interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. I was poor and you, you know, your family convinced you not to marry me. You spurned then, me. Then I went out and now I'm a fucking war profiteer and I've got all this money now. So love it's me, a, woman. So not a war profiteer. <laughs> there was a war and he profited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where, where does money come from? Where'd that money come from? I don't think the British Navy was paying that well. I don't think it's just his captain's salary. We just like to glaze <laughs> over that part. You got a whole sack full of French gold. He done, he done looted from the palaces. Um, like that, there is enough for me. What did I love about Mansfield Park? Was there a labor concern in Mansfield Park? Yes, because there was a big. Just in the movie, there was a decision to add in a large part about slavery. Yes, um, and it was very like conscious to the fact that's where their money came from. Right, right. What right. the issues of slavery were. And that, that wasn't in the book. That was not in the book, Damn which it. is unfortunate because it. <laughs> It's actually one of the times I actually much prefer the movie than the book. Everything I like about Jane Austen adaptations <laughs> are when they put in stuff that were not in the books. Yes. And when they run straight, I'm like, <laughs> um, 
I, you know, it's a six for effort again. Six for effort. It's a thing. Six for, man. You, you made a movie. I desperately want to give you sense sensibility, but like, what's the point? But like, that's the marquee, like, that's the one, right? Yeah. Well, no, Pride and Prejudice is the one. Oh, that's the one? And I don't know if I can give that to you. It's like Red Dwarf. Like, I don't know if I can give that to you. because <laughs> It's you'll just be, that British. It's just that British, and it's just, it, it's like part of the foundation of <laughs> my... <laughs> So, Nerdum. so if I if I had anything bad to say about Pride and Prejudice, that would be like laptop out the window. Like, yeah, I'd be like, okay, it was really nice doing this podcast with you. We had a good run. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good run. But I feel like like that's that's the one. It's the one for a reason. I don't see a lot of people riding hard for persuasion. Like, it's so good. I'm, I'm sure you Austin heads are out there on the Austin BBSs. <laughs> <laughs> Chat, so good chatting about Captain Wentworth I still versus want Mr. There, Darcy. I still there. I want there to be more like. Um, comparisons to Jane Austen and Korean dramas because they are basically the same. Um, <laughs> sidebar. Shouts to uh, that was something else I watched. Uh, the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. Yeah, is on Netflix now. It's oh basically, yeah, yeah, it's basically they canceled Talk Soup. And yes, and he <laughs> Netflix was like, "Here's some money." He's like, "Okay, I'm going to keep doing Talk Soup. We'll call it something else." Yeah. Um, they had a bit where they were like looking at things from other countries and they were looking at Korean dramas, mm-hmm. including a montage of all the people being struck by vehicles in <laughs> Korean dramas. It happens a lot. There's one thing Koreans want is to watch people get hit by cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, honey, I tried. I really did. I don't know why it wasn't. Nothing makes me feel dumber than when you give me one of these things and I'm just like, oh. what is, I've been to university. I've, <laughs> I've read novels from this era. Why am I? What is happening here? <laughs> I speak English. Like what? Uh, what is happening? Yeah, so this quite. I feel like I need to get you ones that like translate. Oh, guaranteed. The fact that I had to watch this online without without captions. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I was watching Mansfield Park with captions. <laughs> That's or amazing. what was the other one? North and South. Was that the one I really liked with no, the factory yeah, owner? Yeah. Yeah. That 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 was Gaskell. Who was that? that? Gaskell. Yeah. Gaskell over Austin. Hey, a lot Shots. of people feel Shots. a lot of people feel the same I way. I said it. A lot of people. Hey, you want to rewrite for Elizabeth Gaskell on this podcast? You want to know a fun story? Hmm. The Brontes. Yes. Fucking hated Austin. Oh my god. They fucking hated her. Give me the tea, girl. What? Yeah, they just they thought her stuff was garbage. That it didn't have any like essence to it um that it was all fluffy didn't really say anything well listen charlotte you basically invented the fuck boy with heathcliff so let's not <laughs> yeah seriously let's not let's not uh look down our nose I too hard i hate that book but anyway. uh, <laughs> i was all set to love wuthering heights and then i hated it oh man I'm still, yeah, you know what? Y'all love a good literature, di- good literature tea sesh with, <laughs> with jordan gate i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some more british stuff but it's going to be a little more thought-provoking. Just not as much, not as much fun. <laughs> oh no! I sorry, I did laugh when she ran the entire length of the one street in Bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go talk to dude. Oh no, he's already at your house. And then she turned around and ran back the entire length of the street, the one street in Bath. Yeah. It's like, you, did y'all really need to devote two minutes of film <laughs> to that? It was building it. Can you just cut? It was building. You could have cut six for effort. Building it, building it up. <sighs> All right. Well, I think that's it. I think that's it. We got to record a bonus episode. Yeah, we do. For I'm you super, patrons. Super psyched. You patrons who go to who go to patreon.com slash geekdownpod and give us your hard earned cashola. We really appreciate it. It's the least we can do. Yeah. Let's continue the adventures of 
Gresseth. Gresseth. McGillicuddy. Isn't he McGillicuddy? Gresseth McGillicuddy. Gresseth McGillicuddy, the red dragonborn paladin. Yeah. He was in dire straits last we left him. Yeah, he was. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You better pony up 10 bucks a month to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Or we'll fuck up something again and we'll give you one for free like we did last last time. Woo! Pew pew! Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, friends. If you would like to get at us for any reasons, you can do that on Twitter at GeekDownPod. Instagram at GeekDownPod. By the way, the only like three of the three accounts that the Geek Down Pod follows. Yep. One is the uh, the Maid Cafe in Toronto. Mm-hmm. We really need to take a field trip to the Maid Cafe. We need day. to take a couple field trips. Yeah, we do. I think this is the summer of field trips. Curioso is also hiring, so I don't know if you want to pick up a weekend job. <laughs> um, Not unless I can sleep in their back room. <laughs> which you'd have to do because you're not making that commute every day. Uh, that's on our Instagram, which is at Geek Down Pod. You can email us, geekdownpod at gmail.com or hit us up at our Facebook group, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash Geek Down Pod. And that is all she wrote. We'll be back next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Pod. Friends, my name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. It is based on a manga by someone. (laughs) (laughs) Someone must have written it.